Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. everybody welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment we got a fun show for you guys today before we talk about it uh let's say hi to everybody starting off with my cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell hey everybody don't do that yet if you've been following uh no wait 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 till we say hi to everybody and then I come back to, and what, do that. i do that every week they know i say hi what about to say hi i have to say why hi do you to have everybody. to direct me you're not my director okay well we have lots of people to we say have, hi to first yeah, but before we have, you do we that have equal say in this show okay nobody so. fucking died and left you the director anyway i sound like <laughs> that chick from uh, the David show. What's Before he tells it? Larry, Larry the, David. Larry oh. David oh, show. I love her, the wife of the fat guy, when she says, Larry, get out of my fucking house. I love her. So listen her. up, you guys. First of all, if you want to hear, you got to go to W4CY.com, hit the listen live button. The chat room is at the bottom. Let's say hi to some of the people in the chat room. We got Angela Joseph in the chat room. Lady Lake Music in the chat room. Hello. Teresa Sabin is in the chat room. Uh, Ryan Palmer's in the chat room. Hello. Nice to see you back again. Um, uh, we got a fun oh, yeah. show for you guys today with Jerry Angelo. He's an actor, producer, I think director possibly too, and Wicked Witch. It's going to be a lot of fun. And now Ron is going to update you for his Geico drama. If you like drama, <laughs> and if you want to be a hero like me, and a few people that I have met recently who are absolutely my heroes, of which I would like to tell you about, Sherry Nelson, the fabulous movie actress, and her boyfriend Tom and the Smith brothers were kind enough to send me the front end of my automobile. It is now going to uh, the repair shop. Uh, the car may be repaired. Geico has given us a few ultimatums about the car. If the frame is bent, they are not going to uh, uh, repair my car. I don't think the frame was bent. I was under baby with Jeffrey, the guy that uh, either owns or runs this fabulous auto dealership that you must go to. I insist if you don't go to them, you're stupid. 
you know, I've been floating around. I'm 80 soon, so I've been floating around for 60 years. And I've met jerk-offs, and I've met good people, and I've met talented people and mechanics. Well, in my hour of need, I think Jane Russell or somebody from the other world sent them to me. Because in my hour of need, they came to my rescue. And the guy I want to talk about is Jeff Schoonover. 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 He's Dutch. <laughs> I don't speak Dutch. Anyway, he's at Fix Auto in Cathedral City. That's right next to Palm Springs. I'm going to give you, if I could read his, uh, you know, even with glasses, I'm going blind. Age sucks. Let me tell you, I need light. Okay, Jimmy, you want to give the ad? I can't There's read no it. address. on. Oh, yeah, here he goes. Fix Auto, Fix Auto, you guys. It's in Cathedral City, 36085 Cathedral Canyon Drive in Cathedral City. Um, their website is fixauto.com slash cathedral hyphen city. They've got two other offices, one in Palm Desert and one in Indio, and the phone number is 760-770-8082. And whoever owns this repair shop has got to be notified that this Jeff guy is so on the level, so wonderful, so your friend when you go. He's one of those rare human beings that cares. You know, you don't find too many of them. I highly re recommend them. I give them not a 10, but a 50, a 100. If your car gets banged, dented, or ruined, bring it to Jeffrey. Tell him Ron sent you, Ron Russell. You might get a little bit of, you know, maybe two dollars off or some shit or maybe he'll give you a coke i don't know a cookie and a coca-cola what can i tell you but anyway it's worth the effort go see jeff he's a pal he'll treat you good what he's doing for me in my car goes beyond any auto repair service i have ever used in my wonderful uh 79 years of being being what? What am I, Jimmy, anyway? An actor, I guess. But I'm not acting now. I'm telling you the truth. Go there. Jeff is the best. There you go. And Sherry Nelson, thank you so much. The rest of my parts are coming. I love it. Good friends. You know, the world is full of good people. It's the son of a bitches that make us bitter and sour. So that when we do meet the good ones, we really don't trust them because we think they're full of crap, that they're out for something, you know, whatever, whatever. But you got to open your heart to everybody, even if it's painful. When they screw you, you know. Oh, I know a lot of queens that would love to be uh, in pain from being screwed. But, you know, they can find that. Not me. Absolutely. Okay, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. Jay. Anyway, Where so what else I you got? You? I'm going to beat you. Oh, hey, dog. The dog just jumped into my lap. What else have I got? I've got um, the fact that Clown Motel. What is the rest of it? Clown Motel 2, Spirits Arise. Yeah. Is, no. is almost funded, which means that we can start to shoot. I play General Milan, and my part is a very good part, and I'd be working with some really great actors and actresses in that movie. So as it happens, I will tell you more and more about it. But for fans of mine, like I love to use the word fans, right? Like two people that like me. Uh, for you two people that like me, Clown Motel is out. Uh, it didn't get the no, great clown hotel clown fear clown fear. Sorry. There are all these clown fucking movies. I'm clowning it out. Uh, clown fear didn't get the greatest of reviews, but they did mention the funny parts that I did. And I was uh, very flattered that everybody enjoyed my comedy and my spoofy lighten the loafers uh, character I played. 
as uh, Minister McFadden. So thank you all for writing and being so kind and saying how much you thought I made the movie a fun movie. That's quite a compliment, and I thank you all so very much. There you go. What have you got to say, Big Mouth? Um, I don't have a whole lot to say. First of all, everybody, our Meanwhile, Kickstarter. Meanwhile, you got nose hairs. When are you going to okay. cut the nose I hairs? I cut them yesterday. You they look like a so walrus. I know, but they grow so fast. Now you're going to have snots hanging from them. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about our Kickstarter campaign. So, everybody, mm -hmm. celebrity ghost hunters uh, Kickstarter campaign. We're at two thousand thirty dollars. No, two thousand seventy dollars. We're only trying to get twenty three hundred. We have nine days, and we need. Uh, $230, so please uh, go to kickstarter.com, stick in Celebrity Ghost Hunters, and uh, you can become a part of the comic. You can donate just a dollar if you want. We need 230 people to donate a dollar, or if you want to actually um, you know, be a ghost in the comic or get autographed copies of it or whatever, you can pick one of the perks and help us get the whole thing going. But we like to thank everybody who's been helping share it, uh, Angela Joseph especially, um, and I want to thank a major, major, gigantic, huge, famous publication. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to give you their name. They asked me not to. Who said that this comic book is going to be the start of a whole new trend? That we are the pacemakers. Pace, pace, pacemakers? Setters. Pace setters. Oh, pacemakers here. That's a pace setter. Okay. That we are the people who are really making this comic book happen. Now, so many other people want to create their own comic books. Uh, and, the, and the people that contacted me, I freaked out because I thought they were going to send lawyers or something for me to stop the publication. No. They loved it. They loved the, the cartoon. They loved the storyline. And uh, they're, they're backing us, and they will soon come out publicly and endorse us. But right now, for some strange reason, like the rest of Hollywood, everything is hush, hush, shh, shh. Don't tell anybody I'm making a movie. Who gives a shit? I mean, really and truly. Like, what, we're going to steal their storyline? And like this major publication that loves our cartoon, what? Uh, by my talking about it and using their name is going to hurt them. Oh, well, it's the world of today. It's all bullshit. Anyway, I'm thrilled. Thank you goes, so much. Though. Thank you, my fans who loved me in Clown Fear. And thank you, uh, the publication that thinks that our comic book is going to be a smash hit and that it's hilariously funny and so well done. Thank you, boys. Going to be girl. a lot of fun, or you guys. Way, or girls. And, it's, and, and don't forget, you guys, the comic book is based on our YouTube adventures. If you go to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos. I just put up the video that we did with uh, Socialite C.C. Hendricks, and uh, we got a bunch more videos getting ready to go up, so check it all out. It's and Jimmy and I were on the cover of what magazine was it? Times 10 Magazine. And now I understand that, they, that I have an interview to do, and I'm going to be the cover boy, me by myself, without... Uh-oh. Uh, what magazine is that? The Orange. What the hell is The Orange? It's another magazine. Is it a good one? Yeah, of course. I wouldn't. I mean, the name Orange. I mean, who has a magazine named The Orange or The Lemon or The Pear? Oh, give me a break. Anyway, I'm going to be the cover boy on Orange Magazine. The Orange. Oh, The Orange Magazine. Excuse me. Anyway, we'll see what that bullshit's about. It's going to be fun, you guys. Lots of cool things going on and lots of stuff coming up. Um... We also are going to rock against MS, you guys, on Maybe not. on March 21st. Maybe not. Uh, we're going to rock. Oh, I'm Maybe. going to rock. You're against not MS. going. They may cancel. It's not going to be canceled. Well, they're talking now about canceling every event in California, in Los Angeles. It's on the news. 
because of the spread of this uh, stupid coronavirus. coronavirus. And schools are closing. It's starting to spread in California. And they're very concerned because L.A. is a very congested city, just as New York is. So they may be shutting down. All, I mean, I know here in the desert, uh, three. No, I got notifications for three things that were canceled already. Uh, they said they will have them again, you know, as soon as we have the okay on it. So we may not be going, but if it is there, we will go. So it's Rock Against MS. It's on March 21st with the biggest rock stars on the planet. It's got an orange carpet because orange is the color for MS. And you can go to Eventbrite and just t- stick in Rock Against MS to get tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are they with the Orange magazine? No. Well, they should be. Orange with Orange. No, not at all. Well, anyway, I, I'm falling asleep. This is boring. Could we do something funny or exciting? Like what would you like to do? I don't know. Something. I don't know, but the weather is, the sun came out today, you guys, Gorgeous. for the first time in two days. Gorgeous. It's been pouring down rain, and it's been cold and clammy and damp and terrible, so the sun's coming out. It's got like out. a spring day in New York City. Now it's like a wonderful day in Palm Springs, California. Yeah, it's going to be like a lot of fun, and 10, 10 weeks in a row, top, top 100 podcasts on, on iHeartRadio, so thanks. And to the folks, that's a really good. Uh, I want to do a shout out to all of my relatives in Italy. Uh, I'm so upset about them not being able to go out. And my cousins that are my age, Pierluigi and Lelia, they're not able to see their daughter, Raffaella, my other cousin, and her two children because they're one town away. And the police are not allowing anyone out. So everybody in Italy is kind of like a prisoner. And it's testy because husbands and wives are going to start beating each other up or the younger ones making new kids. So we're going to have a big population explosion. Also, though, I want to know what's up with the whole thing with the toilet paper, everybody. I put a question on Facebook, which I got like 100 people responded. But why is all the st- why are all the stores running out of toilet paper and paper towels? Some people were saying because if you get the coronavirus, you're... You're uh, quarantined for two weeks, so you have to pull it to, to, to last okay. you for two weeks. During the Second World War, when I was a little boy, there was a paper shortage or something. There was a shortage on everything. And I remember my mother talking to people who were saying that they were using newspaper to clean themselves. Well, I remember Betty Davis, the famous legendary movie star, saying, today's news is tomorrow's toilet paper. So I guess there's something to it. If necessary, we can use, uh, I don't know, grass. Maybe go out in the garden and slide along, or spread your legs and sp- slide on the grass like the dogs do. <clears throat> or go out with the garden hose and shove it up your wazoo and flush it out. I don't know what you could do, but um, it's going to be a smelly situation if we don't have toilet paper. Well, I think it's ridiculous that everybody's like freaking out. I think everybody's ridiculous because they're freaking out. This may turn out to be more of a media uh, sensationalism kind of reporting than what it actually is. I hope that's true. Now, I'm also told that possibly hot weather will kill the virus or stop the spread. So thank God summer is coming. Yeah, that that part's good. Hopefully they're going to come up with something to solve Well, Israel right now, I understand Israel has something that they're working on, and they're very close to getting something. So for all you anti-Semites out there who hate Jews, fuck you. Look what Israel's doing for the world. Actually, we want to welcome Backpack John, too, joined us. So hey, Backpack John, what's up? Backpack John. Backpack 
John. Is that yep. a name? Yep. Backpack John. John, what do you got in your backpack? He sells like backpacks and camping equipment and stuff like that. Oh, so he's backpack John. Oh, oh, oh! I thought he's, he, I thought he ran around with a backpack, giving out like toilet paper and paper toweling. You never know. So now we're gonna call our first guest. So what we're gonna do, guys, is we're gonna play a song. The name of the song is "Blow Me a Kiss," and Blow me. Uh, it's by right. Get Get Fresh, which is one of my favorite bands that's no longer around anymore. It's a R&B boy bandy kind of guy. We're gonna call our first guest Jerry G. Angelo. Um, so go ahead and, and take it away, Rebel. Here's "Blow Me a Kiss." Everybody, enjoy. Title so shocking. Studio monkeys. You're 
Are we yeah, back? Yeah, that's a painting of Tuscany. <laughs> no, hang on. <laughs> I don't think we're back yet. Are we back yet? Because I, I hear the song cut off. Are we back? Yes, you are back. All right, everybody. Sorry about that. What's up, everybody? That was Blow Me a Kiss by Get Fresh. They were friends of mine when I lived in Florida with Ozzy. Ozzy introduced me to him, Ozzy oh. Aziz. Um, now we want to just, just say something. Let's make sure we can hear you, and then I'll do a nice introduction. Sure. Hey. Hey, Ron. Hey, hey me. Nice there to see you guys. Go. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, superstar Jerry G. Angelo, hello and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. There you go. So while Ron's eating his apple pie, you already know him, but I'll introduce him anyway as our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Shut the fuck up for a change. <laughs> and then we got... Listen, a- listen, shut up. Did you ever meet Ozzy? Ozzy? No, he doesn't know her. No. Oh, you never seen her? <laughs> I guarantee you a hard on in one second. <laughs> if you see this chick, she is so fucking gorgeous with a body that doesn't quit. There's not an ounce of fat in this body. She's got a body like a mannequin. Look her up. Ozzy Aziz. She's a dear, dear friend. She's a dear, dear friend. Oh, she's a piece of ass, let me tell you. She's a good friend of ours. Hold on. Let's introduce everybody. So we got a chat room full of people. So number one, say hi to everybody in the chat room. So hi everyone in the chat room. My name that, is Jerry Giangelo, and nice to nice to be having you guys on on board here. There you go. And then we have to give a special shout out to Angela Joseph because she like hooked us up to do this interview today. Angela, we love you. Do you know who Angela Joseph is? Of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, Angela's amazing. You've, you've checked those tits out, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's got she's a quite a woman. Jump. <laughs> oh, she's got a set of jugs on her, baby. Let me tell you, they'd smack you in the face. And Angela's the writing in the she chat room. Ron is so mind. bad. Mind. <laughs> so let me. I'm telling you, the only people we know are hot people. The ones that are not hot, I walk by. <laughs> all the chicks that hang their tits out for a gay guy, I'm really a pervert. But all the chicks that hang their tits out, I be, I'm friends with. <laughs> He loves them all. You'll get used to it in a minute. You know, the first five, the first five minutes is shocking, and then he kind of like works out. <laughs> he knows. He knows me. He's heard. And, and he's and he's saying all this with a mouthful of apple pie. That's got to be <laughs> even more sweet, right? You yeah. gotta like love it. It says there, Ron. You titty man. You. It says. <laughs> I've always been a tit man. When I was <laughs> no, when I was married, my wife had a gorgeous pair of tits, real too. And what happened? She, she had my daughter Leslie. She was very. She had a, a size six body with like thirty eight Ds. When she got pregnant, the boobs went up to like X Y Z something. They look like two watermelons and fill of milk. We'd go out to dinner. The milk would pour through her blouses. It was a mess. After the baby, she deflated, and one day she was bending over, putting her stockings on, and her tits were hanging. They look like two zucchini. They got like round and little and hanging like cucumbers. So she had to go in and have bags put in, not to enlarge, but to fill what the fibers that the pregnancy killed. So now she was walking around with these gigantic knockers. I mean, really big. I'm then, sure everybody she loves was, that. She was, she, was, she, was, <laughs> she was a drunk, and I couldn't get her to sober up ever. So it wasn't good for my children, and we, uh, we divorced. And she has passed away since, so that's why I could talk about it. She probably passed away from vodka. That's terrible. Or something else. She used to hide the booze in the laundry room behind the soap suds. What was anyway, what was her name? I won't tell you her name. Anyway, <laughs> are, are you Italian? I am. Me too. Yeah, yeah. 
What? Where are you from? You don't sound talk like you're from the mouthful. East Coast. Oh, shut the fuck up and leave me alone no, really, for two it minutes. It sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. My friends don't mind. It doesn't make any difference. If they were out to lunch with me, what do I don't eat? I know, but you're not at lunch now. <laughs> you know, Jimmy. Hey, listen, can you do me a favor? Can you lend me some money for a divorce? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do now. He doesn't know that this is like your regular stick. So hold no. on. Let's tell people who you are, real. First of all, you are Italian. Where are you from in Italy? Do you know? Uh, well, the Naples part, but um, I'm Swiss, Mexican, Italian, actually. Oh, wow. You got all kinds of things going That's through your That's a brain. good combo. That's why your face is so interesting. How you hung? <laughs> have you seen the have you seen the the length of california compared to the other <laughs> good for you now all the broads are putting new batteries in their vibrators <laughs> east coast italian yes sir so hold on so i know you're an actor i know you're a producer are you also a director i am yes yeah I, I pretty much wear all the hats um by this point i've learned all the most of everything so yeah, writer, actor, maybe. producer, do you do the writing too? I do. I love writing's like my favorite thing in the world. I've written like over like twenty feature screenplays and Are they, they good or do you write the same shit over and over again like everybody does? I, I, lo I lo if I can write something and just bore the, the hell out of everyone, that's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> that's very big in Hollywood right now. I mean everybody's into that. No, seriously, these horror movies, they start off with ten girls and then as a film progresses, each girl gets killed one after another. Girls in college, girls at camp, girls in Italy, girls on a cruise, girls in an airplane. All those movies, the same script. I'm sick of them. Gotta right. write something new. Like, I, I like uh, the, the most important thing to me in the writing aspect is is character and story. Absolutely. Those are the, the, the two most important things. And so, like, uh, like, I always say, like, Beethoven, before Beethoven came to this world, his music didn't exist, and then he created this entire, you know, type of music and in, in his in his brand. And so, as a as a writer and filmmaker myself, that's what I look to do and to create things that are original content. Have you seen The Invisible Man? Not yet, but I'm going to. It's great. I hate those films. This one is fabulous because it's okay. not the corny one from the 30s. It's a whole new story about the Invisible Man, and absolutely pay attention to the facial expressions. Of Elizabeth Moss. Okay. She is brilliant. She doesn't need to have dialogue. Her face tells the story. Something that actors don't seem to do anymore. Because they all want to look pretty like this. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree, yeah. Watch Elizabeth Moss. She's a brilliant, brilliant. I'm keeping an eye on her. Elizabeth, I want her to, Elizabeth Moss. I wanted to come on our show. I'm telling you, this broad, she was in every single scene. Knocking a ballpark hit. I mean, I mean, she was just the most incredible actress. And cool. and physical, too. I mean, she's not the most beautiful thing, but she's attractive in a strange way. That's actually, though, like... Watch she, this movie. You're going to fucking she, love she, it. I had never even heard of her because I don't watch any of the stuff that she's been in, but her IMDb number's like... 43 or something like so she's like already a huge star we just don't know who she is because we don't watch handmaid's tale or like the stuff that she's in sure um, and then no, i guess I mean, not to the director too you know because that that's an interesting topic I, I director, mean, director was marvelous the director yeah. was absolutely marvelous he knew exactly where the camera should be where she should be and what should happen you know i'm in the business 58 years i know shit from shinola and i see a lot of shit now I forgot though. This was one that the, the director. I forgot who the name. director was. I forgot Lee, his It was name. Lee Winnell, I think, or uh, or James. It was Lee Winnell, I think. He's wonderful. 
And whoever directed it, we had it on our show when they were like just like doing their first big movies like you know eight years ago, and right. now they're like one of the biggest right. directors. It's ever. so important, and you're going to tell us about it. When you are on the set, how do you direct? Well, uh, I like to, you know, the part of most, a lot of the, a good portion of the directing happens before you even get to set. So it's in the preparation and making sure that your actors know, you know, what you're wanting, you know, what, what the, what the emotion is, um, the, the character, the, the angles and then giving them options of ways to think about, you know, how they want to deliver. You're a good director. I'll work for you any day. We, I've worked for some shit asses that we went out on the set. We didn't even know where the fuck we were, what we were supposed to do or who we were. And he came out and said, just read your lines. What are yeah, we doing? No. Like, you know, what are we doing? It, like a tele, a radio all, show? It's all, it's all in the, the character, the, the, the connection, the chemistry between the characters, you know, for, one from the story and then the actors, you know, are giving the, the chemistry for the audience. I've said it a million times years ago. You sat down, the director came over and he would say, Ron, listen, you're a cowboy, you were shot in the leg, you can't walk, you're in pain, and you start to cry. Then you go over to this chick with big boobs, you grab her boobs, and then you jump all over her, and you're fine. And then you knew what to do. Do you do that? Do you take the time out to talk to your actors? Uh, I, I feel that I feel what is coming and if there's you know if there's a if something needs to to be said or a direction or something sure i yeah i'll so, talk to the director so you know right from wrong if you see the scene is not going correctly you go in there and say uh-uh let's do it over you don't want to do it in 10 days to save the money and let shit go through the film well, he probably still has to do it in 10 days, but he just does it. No, <laughs> no, but a lot days. of actors, a lot of productions today, they shoot like in 24 hours on mm -hmm. a cell phone and they call it a movie. Well, Here's I can tell you this. Um, we've, I've never left a scene where I wasn't satisfied, you know, where I didn't get what I wanted um, per the story, you know. So not every performance not everything needs to be a performance. There's times for the performing where there's an, a, an element there that's beyond, you know, it's a, it's like that sixth sense and you want to be able to bring this into, into a movie. And that's, you want to entertain. I like looking at a, like, I, I like Quentin Tarantino. He's, he's one of my favorites and he does, he just entertain you. If you saw like, like once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, it was long, People say all that, but I enjoy, like, everyone enjoys working for them. They have these characters. They get to come in and, and not just say lines. There's no way to come in and say lines. You'll fail. You got to come in and you got to be this person, you know, and, and create something. So, um, I have six movies lined up in the next year. He's in one of them with you. Oh, you're in one with me, so you'll see me work. I refuse. <laughs> I fucking refuse. I was trained when I was 19 years old to act, not to read lines. I refused to read lines. Now, when we shot Clown Fear, I wouldn't read lines. I was a comic. I was the funny guy, Lighten the Loafers uh, uh, minister, who was marrying these people. And I did it with facial expressions and body language and minimized the lines. Guess what? Everybody loves my part in the movie more than anybody else's because everybody else stood there reading their fucking lines. They don't act anymore. They don't move. They don't contort. They don't express. Years ago, it was shock, laughter, happiness, sorrow. You learned all the facial expressions. Well, what do you think you know, about that? Again, again a, director, a director can come in and, 
a good director can take an average person and get a great performance out of them by working with them. Absolutely. When I worked for Thomas Churchill, you know, Church, yes. uh, my, my scene was uh, 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 where my character. I don't think you're supposed to talk about that yet. Well, I can. My character, Paulie, was excited because we're killing somebody. We're going to chop them up in the cabin and get rid of them. So I had to have a reaction to someone else I was talking to, my other actor. And I did it with such authentic enthusiasm, body language, and expression that when we finished the shot, Church yelled out, Ron, I want more of that. And that let me know that what I was doing was good. But other people, they don't say jack shit. You don't know if you did the shot good or if you didn't do it good. The director has got to be with the actor all the time. And he will have a great movie, I believe. I believe the director is the whole thing, not the writer. A shitty piece of work, the director can turn around and he can make a crappy story look good. It's up to the director. The director, without a good director, an actor is not an actor. He's just nothing. I hate that shit. I've heard, a, I heard that Alfred Hitchcock would, um, would be so prepared in pre-production and development, all that, with his actors that sometimes he wouldn't even show up to set. And that, you know, his, his actors and everybody knew how to, uh, you know, knew what was needed. Well, that, that's, that's not true because Tippi Hedren is a friend of mine and I've interviewed Tippi and Tippi and I have talked extensively about Alfred Hitchcock in areas that I will not discuss. Uh, I asked Tippi about that. What was he like as a director? She said he stood there and watched. Never Maybe said, that was just because it was wait, her. Never, no, never, <laughs> said, never said a word to any of the actors unless they were doing it incorrectly. Then he would go over and tell them how to do it. He never told an actor how to act. If he liked what you were doing, he'd let you do it. If you ran the lines and you changed them a bit to, to make them more your personality, he didn't mind if he liked it. Alfred Hitchcock was a very generous director, according to Tippy. Too bad that he was a little bit of a perv and he was after Tippy and a lot of other broads. I mean, in a way that I would never reveal what Tippy told me because I love Tippy. But boy, he was really way out there. So let's hold on. Let's go back to Jerry. All right. So first of all, because you've done all kinds of fabulous movies, um, I want to talk about two of them because I know that like I see you posting about a lot of them on uh, Facebook recently. So you've got one called American Warfighter. Um, we've actually – it's got Paul Logan in it, who's a good friend of ours, I who's like been Paul. on the show. Paul's a great guy. It's got Saeed Farage in it, who uh, who we see at every red carpet, like Oscar event that we go to, and Isaac Singleton, who was in Clown Fear with him. Right. And uh, so tell us a little bit about American Warfighter first, and then where do pe can people go see it now? It's out? Well, so uh, American Warfighter is on Netflix now. Uh, that was my directorial debut and, and writing debut as far as anything that came out in feature length. Uh uh, it's on all the pretty much on all the platforms as well. So, American Warfighter is a is a tribute to all our service men and women, and it brings awareness to PTSD. Uh, and with that, it's a, it's about a Navy SEAL lieutenant who's a father and husband, and he with his team uh, go on a mission to make the ultimate sacrifice to bring back an American POW. Wow, that's a good story. Now, that's a story I would watch. It's not about killing 10 chicks with their tits flying all over. What movie are you and I in together? Clown Fear, Clown Motel 2. Clown Motel 2. Well, I we have, play... Yeah, we have a shot. That's with Joseph Kelly, the Clown Motel, that will be, we'll be shooting that. Yeah, I play General Milan. I'm the general who tells my, I guess, what are they called, soldiers and shit, 
to uh, how to go. And you're just you're just General Milan. You're not supposed to tell people. Well, about anyway, the movie. <laughs> are you one of my people, sergeants, or somebody in the army? I don't think so. No, I think I come after you people. I get to, to come up with something interesting. Oh, you're one of the people that we don't like. Probably, yeah. Oh, good. Probably. I love those parts. I always get the silly guy, the nice guy, the comic, or the mafioso. I never get the guy that nobody likes. I'd love to play a, a real evil villain. So hold on, hold on. All right, Are so you, you guys... wait, wait, shut the fuck up. Are you playing an evil villain? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Well, you're not in any of my scenes, then I guess. They don't know. How does he know? They haven't started shooting did you yet. Get, did you get your script yet? I have not. Neither have I. I'm pissed off about this. (laughs) You know, I love Joe Kelly, and I said to Joe, I committed to your film even without reading the script. You better make a good film. (laughs) (laughs) So hold on. Go back. I want to talk. Okay, so first of all, you guys, American Warfighter is on all the digital platforms. He's got another movie called Arctic, Mm -hmm. A-R-T-I-K. That one I didn't write any notes about, but it looks cool. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, sure. Uh, So because of American Warfighter, uh, we had we got lots of exposure. We we have like almost eight million views now with our trailers and stuff. But we started a grassroots campaign. The trailer got out. Um, One of the people who reached out to me was Tom Bocci. uh, He had a movie called Arctic. And he says, I'm interested in you for the lead character. This and we got for he, he ends up living five minutes from me here in in, in California or Los Angeles. So we met at Priscilla's. I don't know if you know Priscilla's. And we, we hit it off. And, and I think uh, he, then he, he wanted to see if I, I could produce it. And I said yes. And so I think within a matter of six weeks, we were on set. And we were. Hanging a bag We were filming in. There's a problem with the guys. Hey, everybody's having some technical difficulties. We're going to bring him right back. There he there is. He's back. Okay, cool. I oh, know he's gone again. Uh, uh, now you're back again. Okay, yeah, so we back. missed everything about Arctic. So you were going to produce it. and Okay, yeah. So Tom Bocci and I, we, we got together, hit off. And from the first meeting we had within, I think it was about six weeks, we started shooting Arctic in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's, that's my hometown. And, okay. Uh, and for you... Jimmy is a it's about a comic book obsessed serial killer and so it is a horror film but this it's it's a it has an incredible story and incredible characters that are uh, that's unlike it's not your typical horror movie it's uh it's it's impactful it has a unique way of doing it sounds good yeah have you ever worked with have you ever worked with Sadie Katz Augie Duke or Sherry Davis I have not no what a sin. What a pity. <laughs> you know who those three broads are? How gorgeous they are? Stack built like there's no tomorrow. Beautiful girls, young. You would be flipping out over them. They probably, no, Sadie's going to be married soon to Miles. Mm-hmm. But Augie, oh no, Augie has a serious guy. But Sherry, look, Sherry, I might want to take her out. She's in Clown Motel also. Are you? So she's in Clown Motel too. <laughs> We're going to have a party. So hold on, because I want to like... We froze, we froze. That's, uh, uh, I think that's... Uh, you should see Sherry Davis. She's outstandingly gorgeous. Okay, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me talk. Are you, are you familiar oh, so with... I know it's on your thing. Carter? No, I'm not. No, she, she's done a lot of horror films, and she's a, she's quite a, a great little actress. Not little, little I mean, she's, you know... <laughs> what what's her name? <clears throat> I didn't get my earplug fell out. Yeah. 
But but Arctic has won like over twenty best picture and best actor awards uh, internationally. And we so got a lot. We, so when are we going to be How invited see that to one? see it? How do we see that one? I'll tell you what. I'll I'll uh, I'll have us uh, send you over a Blu-ray, or if you can't wait for the the mailing, then you guys can get online and check it out. No, I'd awesome. rather come to your premiere, your red carpet. It's already done. It's, it's already Why out. didn't you invite us, you <laughs> fuck? You fuck. You're just a big fuck. You didn't invite us. I don't believe you. You didn't invite us to your red carpet. Get off my show. Get rid of him, Jimmy. <laughs> Here, apple pie in the face. Watch. <laughs> Why didn't you invite us to your red carpet? You. <laughs> I don't know. I met him before that. We, I haven't. The first time I met him was at, at Nation's Fire premiere. I'd never met him before that. Yeah, but his thing came out after Nation's Fire. He's full of shit, this guy. We've got to get rid of him. October it came out. Nation's Fire was February. We would have, if I liked it, plays that. We have, we have five million people right now listening and watching us. That's a big push. Mm, guys don't. So I'm going to do some bragging for you, though. First of all, I also noticed on your uh, IMDb that you did two movies with Timothy Woodward Jr., um, we actually, uh, he, he, uh, I have a, we have a friend, Sean Kane, and he's a soap opera actor, movie star. And, uh, he wrote a book called success factor X and it's 50 successful people you know, giving their idea of what success is. And so he was in the book and I was in the book and, um, and we've seen him at a lot of events lately and he makes some really good, like action, fun ass movies. And you did a movie with, uh, Vern Troyer, Bill Oberst Jr. And Massimo Dubrovic called no malone that was one of his films which that had to be one of his older ones and we've had all, we had all those people on our show and then yeah. you also did throwdown with uh vinnie jones that's a huge name misha barton danny trejo luke goss who's getting ready to come on our show um isaac singleton again who was in clown fear and that saeed farah faraz guy great guy great guy i love him you got Saeed, some yeah. like resume though you got some you got yeah, some resume i, I start a lot of people's careers I, that's because that you put them in your films because you are also an actor. So some of the films aren't your films and you're an actor in them. And then the other films are your films. Yeah. Well, I, I uh, produce all of Tim's first films. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, how cool is that? I also saw like, yeah, you did a movie falling cards. We had Zach Ward and Eddie steeples. They were both in that on our show. You did a movie, Josh Hartnett was in, I mean, Eric Roberts, Brian Austin green. We just met recently. Lou Ferrigno, Jeremy London, Tom Sizemore. I mean, you, you're working with like a who's who of Hollywood. All of our friends, too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore, fuckface. Yeah. I still can't get over you. You didn't invite me to the premiere. I'm so pissed off. He didn't know you. He did know me. I'm famous. Well, he didn't know you in October. Artic's premiere was at Shriekfest, and it was uh, it was at a film festival, so I'm not sure if that... Did people not... boo the film? Oh, my God. We were at Shriekfest. We were there. We only went one night to the opening like night party at that weird club that we met Jessica Cameron at. Um, what we, it was I mean, after we went to every the party club with Dean I go to was We weird. went to the party with Dean Kane, and then we left with Sadie, and we went to this oh. other. Oh yes, I re- yeah. That cool that's club. a night of your premiere. Well, that was the that's where it premiered. See, that was a film. Festival. I was there, prickness. I was there. <laughs> All you had to say was, "Ron, come and see my film." We yeah, didn't see you there. We're, we're on it. We're starting a new one in April. That's a pretty amazing story it's like a reservoir dogs true romance and the professional so you're gonna no, i love all so those are you inviting us so well, that's a, you're they're blow, starting, blowing us off no they're that. starting to film it it won't be ready they to film these fucking movies in two days come no, on and don't. then the three days later it's a premiere <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait that'd be amazing that'd be one day when they Action. have all holograms 
Actually, you guys, too, you've seen Jerry. He's also been on some cool TV shows. I love that show, All Rise. Better Call Saul. We had Patrick Fabian on. He's a friend of mine. Um, What's a great show? Better Call Saul. 24, Mad TV, Untold Stories of the ER. What were you, like, one of the people, like, in the emergency room pretending that your dick got chopped off or something? No, I was the first response. Uh, (laughs) Don't try to be funny, Jimmy. It worked. You you don't know how to deliver a line. You can't. (laughs) Comedy takes years of practice. (gasps) Oh, it worked perfectly. Like Laurel and Hardy or Evan (laughs) Costello. No, no, no. We're we're married. We're allowed to do this. So when when you marry somebody, you could verbally abuse them. It's in the law. Okay, so hold on. You got all these great things. Which, by the way, everybody, you need to watch Arctic and American Warfighter. Do you have any other films that are out that are on Netflix or anywhere that we should promote for people to go watch? Oh gosh, you know, well. One that comes to mind, if people like zombies, you know, there's one called Road Wars, but that that was done a little bit ago, but some people have missed that one. Okay, so Road Wars, you guys. Have you seen Marcel Waltz's film called Blind, starring Sarah French? No. Go it. get it and see it. It's probably one of the best suspense films. I wouldn't call it a horror film. I'd call it a suspense film. Marcel Waltz is going to be the next new great director. You should know him. Facebook him. Do you live in L.A.? I'm in, yeah, I'm in Los Angeles, Toluca Lake. You, you've got to meet Marcel Waltz. He's, fa- he's German, from Germany. He's done films in Germany. His work is superb. It's absolutely the cleanest, the best, and there was two, three things I didn't like about it, which he agreed, but the, the film is wonderful. And Sarah French, who's known for tits and ass, she's always been naked. That's all they have a high hop for is naked shots. Well, she didn't get naked in this one. She acts. And boy, could she act. She showed everybody that she's more than tits and ass, that she's an actress. I love the film. And actually, we'll invite you because we go to a lot of red carpet stuff. So, like, when I get, I'm a publicist by by trade. That's how I support myself. And so, when I get invited to red carpets, you know, we'll shoot you a you message. Invite to see if you invite him. I won't because he didn't invite me to his. That's okay. We'll okay. invite him so that way he'll get no, invited you, you, to the next one. The great part of not being invited is that I get to make it up to you now. That's right. You better believe it. So, you're making a couple of films, right? What's after this one? Oh, I don't know, but. Angela Joseph wrote. Jo- we have a three-picture slate that we're doing. I haven't really announced it yet, but you guys, you know, one, you got, be. You got, are you doing them all with Timothy Woodward? What's that? Are you doing them all with Timothy Woodward or no? Just you do some no, with Timothy. No, no, no. That was like a long time ago. We, I do okay, our so own these things. Are yours, and I got If your ever own. you need an old mafioso, you know who to call. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have a, a striking resemblance. I would almost say 99% of my fifth-grade teacher, his name was Mr. Montori. And he was this big Italian guy. He had the white hair. Exactly, as, like, literally, if, if I saw you somewhere, I would, I would have to actually probably walk up to you. You're, you're kind of tall, too, aren't you? Six yeah. foot. Six foot. Yeah. And he had these big hands. And uh, he was my, the best teacher in my, I've ever had in my entire life. I was best friends with his, both of his sons. And uh, they, have, just, uh, they had just an incredible mom and dad and, and a family. And I always looked up to, to them. I still do to this day. They, you know, and everything that I learned from him in, just in class and then, you know, just being in, involved with the family is just always stuck with me my entire life. And so many stories I have are these crazy stories and lessons that he taught me and, and, and all of us. Uh, I can't wait to write some story. It's kind of like What's the the Stephen King movie where they they find the dead body on the railroad tracks? What's that oh. called? So many of them, they find bodies all and over. Stand by me. Now stand by me, yeah. Yeah, 
it was like all these stories and and that that's like that was like my 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 life growing up and was he was he italian yes he was see all us italians yeah. look alike yeah <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like love it all right so let's do a hypothetical you got all these movies you have a burgeoning career you're doing really really well you're getting ready to make a movie and you could cast any male and female that you want money is no object who do you want to work with oh gosh well let's see um, two actors I really in, uh, admire are. Uh, and do they, can they? They all have to be alive, right? No, they don't have to be alive. No. They can be dead if you want. I don't oh, care. Cool. Whatever you pick. Yeah. Well. Okay. So some of uh, so as far as the male actors, uh, let's say like Mar the young Marlon Brando, uh, like from Streetcar. I think one of the most incredible performances. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Oh yeah, he's a uh, you know just an amazing actor. Uh, ben Foster is you know one of the some someone's a little more recent. Like, yeah. He gets to to dive into something like Three Ten to Yuma. Yeah. Know? I go with your Marlon Brando because for people out there, before Marlon Brando, acting was just lukewarm. Marlon Brando changed all of that completely by his behavior in his performance in Streetcar on Broadway as well as in the film. Uh, he set the pace for everybody to follow him. And that's why today we have... Uh, the the sort of performances that we have, which are real and outspoken and um, angry and powerful. Years ago, we had Jimmy Stewart, you know, yah 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 yah. Cary Grant, you know, ha 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 ha. Those guys were good looking, fun, but they weren't great actors. Today sure. we have. So, what do you think about that? That's my question. Yeah. Um, well, there's all different types of actors. You know, it all. You know. I like an act like you. You had mentioned uh, those those ones that I mentioned. Um, Charlize Theron. Uh, Whoa, Charlize Theron. Whoa, that's his Did favorite. Did you see her in in uh, uh, a, a bombshell? Bombshell. Oh, she was I, stunning. I she should have. She should have won. She was brilliant. I her didn't performance. Even realize that was her. I thought they yes. actually cast the real the real actor. No, no, no. A friend <laughs> of mine, a friend friend of mine who's a makeup artist, said they took a a, a camera shot of the real. Kelly, they made a mannequin head out of it, and they put some kind of latex over it, and she wore a whole full face mask. That's why she lo she looked like incredible. Kelly. Incredible! I I was so surprised. I knew that she was nominated, so I hadn't seen it. So I was like, oh, oh, I loved her in that. Before movie. the awards come out, I have to see this performance so I can kind of kind of gauge who's going to win. And I I kept waiting for it to to get onto the screen. I was like, well, which character she is? Like we're twenty minutes into the movie, thirty. Like oh shit, it's her. That's her. Well, yeah. I knew that we were going to be politically correct this year, so I called all the shots at who'd win. You know, when it's a year when they're pushing black people, a black actor, and a black film wins. When it's a gay person, a gay film. You know, so Hollywood is very, very uh, pushy and bullshitty and fakey. They want to make everybody happy and please the world with diversity. I don't feel that the film that won was Merit should have won the award. I think it was a giveaway. And I, I forgot what the movie was. What was the name of the movie that won? Parasite won. Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. Did you see Parasite? I did. Did you love it? My favorite films were Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, or 17, 19, yeah, 1917, 1917. And, uh, and, uh, and Joker. I thought, I thought, yeah. I, I would have given it to Joker over Parasite. I would have given it to Bombshell or Joker. And I would have given it, I think Joaquin won anyway. Walk, yeah, Joaquin. Yeah, Joaquin's another great actor. Yeah. I, I, the, the, here's the thing, too, though. Um, you know, for me, is and when it comes to acting, I, I like to 
to transform the, the, the in the character Arctic. When you see Arctic, that's the main bad guy. I play that character, and uh, you know it's a uh, you know changes his gait, his uh, his physicality, his his voice, all that stuff has changed. It's it, for an actor, for me anyway. It's it's more gratifying to come away with a performance that you're excited about and you can watch you know over and over just uh, because you had so much fun it's like getting to replay the best time that you're playing with your friends in the sandbox or with gi joes or watching right. highlights, highlights of a sports game that you're you enjoy watching that the touchdowns you know or the the goals getting scored you get to watch it over and over and you're always proud of it you know if you build yes. a house if you build your house and you're like this is my beautiful house you put the colors in that you want you have the right. lens the architect and you're always happy for it. You're proud of it. If you go and just do something that's a regular, you know, it's a, um, a regular performance or something, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some actors, they play themselves or something, or they just... Like Jack Nicholson. He's himself in every movie. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> Except for the... I, I, I'm not a fan of the people who read lines and play themselves. Just deliver a story. Charlize uh, did a fabulous transformation. Joaquin did a beautiful transformation. When you become a different person than who you are, and you're so believable that you are that person, that's to me called acting. Jimmy Stewart, again, I loved him. I loved him in all his movies. But Jimmy Stewart never, ever played anything but Jimmy Stewart. And you knew what his performance would be. If he was a cowboy, he acted like Jimmy Stewart. If he was in Vertigo with Kim Novak, a detective, he played Jimmy Stewart. I don't see giving an Oscar to people that do it so easily. Anna Magnani, the Italian actress, used to become all kinds of characters. And she never won an Oscar, and it's a shame. She should have. Sophia Johnny Depp never won Sophia one either. Loren, He's a different character you know, my first movie I ever made, I was 19. I was with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, that kind of woman. And I was so happy when Sophia Loren won the Academy Award because she really became a different character than who she is in life. I know her. Which and movie was this for? The one I was in was that no, kind of woman. With Sophia Loren? Or she won the Academy Award for two women. Okay. Where she played an older woman with a daughter who was raped by uh, the uh, the opposing enemy. Uh, if you know Sophia like I knew her from the film, she's a very quiet, shy, gentle, unassuming woman. And when she did Two Women, she was an outstandingly strong, tough, hard woman who could handle anything. Even her daughter and her being raped side by side by an army of men. And how she handled that. And it was a brilliant piece of work. And I'm happy that uh, they gave her the Academy Award for it. Mm -hmm. So I like when people play who they're not. Actually, hang on. Ask him. So do you ever watch... Wait a minute. Hang on. Finished. Just like you. When I see you in Clown and you're going to be an evil son of a bitch, I'm going to watch you and see that you do it well. Because it's a great part to play. And, and it's I, not you. And I want to write and say, I know this guy. He's a sweetie pie. But boy, was he a fuck in that movie. <laughs> do you watch the old movies like turner classic movies have you seen a lot of old movies i do uh, i was uh blessed by having a, a mom and a dad that are a little bit older from my friends you know they're they're probably 10 15 years old my parents are 10 to 15 years older than my my friends parents friends, so parents yes got to learn about like the rat pack and edward g robinson and alvin castello and john wayne westerns and i learned the the value of incredible music, you know, these big scores on these type of films. 
um, Billie Holiday and, uh, you know, Louis Armstrong, Satchel Mouth, uh, you know, so I got to, to learn from them. Then I got to learn from my parent or my friend's parents, like their eras, you know, what they learned. And then I got to learn everything from that point on. So that's really uh, good, though, because you soaked it all well, up. Well, we don't have music like Max Steiner wrote. Max Steiner was one of the greatest in Warner Brothers. His music made the movie romantic, scary, or um, thunder lightning. He, music did it alien? all. Or aliens? Oh? Did Steiner oh? do aliens? Oh, I don't know. If no, he did. no, no Mac, he might have been before that. No, it was time. before. He did all of. He did mostly Betty Davis movies. All the Warner Brothers great dr- dramatic okay. movies. Also movies with um, Patricia Neal, the 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 Fountainhead. His score there was fabulous. Their scores were just brilliantly done, and it helped the movie along. Uh, and also Bernard, what's his name? Bernard, blah, 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 who did the Psycho. Beep beep beep. Da, 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 da. Bernard, what's his name? Oh, oh please, I love his music. In the meantime, okay, hold on, let's go back. So then, okay, so so you named some guys, then you named Charlotte. So who are some other women you'd like to be, uh, like that you would like to work with? And then think about if you could have been in any movie that that's ever been made, like what character would you have liked to play from what movie? Uh, you personally, now this is a, would be as an actor, not as a director or producer or anything, but as an actor, what movie, any movie that's ever been made, would you like to be in it? And give us some other names of some females that, that you think would be great to work with, some actresses. Sure. Well, Nupita Nyong'o, I was so impressed by her when I yeah. first when we first came on the screen, and she's just been doing good work. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, there's there's something that, that that's kind of changed with myself, and I'm starting to appreciate when you can appreciate yourself, <laughs> I think you grow. I mean, there's there's something said about that. It's not it's not like a, it's not egotistical. It, it's just being it's like being present and being satisfied and and just being all encapsulating. You're 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 completely uh, what's a you're you're in tune with everything that's around you. So when the harmonies and the frequencies and the noises and the the people and all the information is coming in you are able to completely absorb and take in what is going to enhance and you'll have a decision to make. To That's make why you're good at it, it though. That's why you're good really. at it. Well, we'll see his performance That's why you're good in at Clown it, Motel. I'll tell you if he's good. No, I will look at we'll watch his other film. I don't like, I don't like my work, to tell you the truth. I, hey, I, I, you I let him finish the whole thing. Well, I thought you're doing something. No, he, he's not speaking. He's silent. No, I, I want to know what movie he would have liked to be in. Oh, okay. You what movie what? would you like to be in? Gosh, well, you know, there's probably a million things. It's a what a great question, but uh, Saving Private Ryan. There's something that just comes to my mind. It's just a great, a great story and a intense and you know World War Two. Um, oh, like Schindler's List or The Pianist would be the piano. The piano. The piano. All good. All good. Oh, the pianist. Yeah, the I, pianist was good. That's you're, you're naming, Adrian Brody. You're naming all great films. Yeah. Hey, what about this one? Singing in the Rain. I love it. (laughs) You know, I knew Debbie Reynolds for a long, long time. And I asked Debbie once, and I said, I I made a bargain. I said, I'll never make it public, but what was your favorite movie you ever did? And she said, Molly Brown. And I said, get out of here. I thought you would say Singing in the Rain. She said, no, that was my first movie doing what I did. And I was terrified. She said, I hated the whole movie working on it. Every day I was scared, stiff and terrified. She said, by the time I did Molly Brown, I knew who I was. 
and I gave a great performance. It's like the unsinkable Molly Brown. Yeah, the unsinkable right? yeah. Molly Brown, and Debbie Reynolds was incredible in that. So Singing in the Rain was not her favorite movie. Yeah, well, I mean, what's wonderful about that is this their, their syncopation, or if that's even a word, they're, they're so in sync with their choreography. Yeah, the choreography. So we, choreography we is wonderful. I don't think we're going to get that anymore. I mean, no, because they're all gone. There's um, the movie that came out like Love Labor's Lost, and they did these dance routines, but not everyone was in, in sync. And yeah, it was like the movie that won the Academy Award like three years ago. Terrible. That movie was terrible. And the dancing and singing you, you, was terrible. You, you, you La -la 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 -la. Yeah, La La Land. That shit was terrible. <laughs> You don't have Pan as a uh, as a choreographer anymore, and you don't have what's her name, the one from Sweet Charity. Oh, anyway, the greatest of choreographers are all gone. So hang on, let's go. Do you like horror? So I know one thing that I find really cool about you. A lot of times we have people on if they're directors, they're always stuck in a genre. Like you, pretty much like work in all the genres, which I like a lot, and it won't pigeonhole you as being just one thing. Um, so let's say though in the horror in the horror genre, like what are some of your favorite horror movies? Um, I'll tell you. Oh, I'll tell you what. Okay, my, one of my favorite horror films is uh, is actually Pan's Labyrinth. Good movie. I thought yeah, I, was, I, don't think I, ever saw, I ever saw that. Did I? Um, I don't know if you saw it or not. I was before. Oh, what do you think of this? I won an Academy way, Award. I, now I'll not really horror. No, though. I want to ask him a question. I will tell who you are by this next question. What did you think of the Caterpillar movie? Oh, he's talking about human, human centipede. centipede. Yeah. Okay. I saw the first one. Yeah. I thought it was disgusting. It no, was. you're not him. Let it, him talk. It was, done, it was done well. It was done well and cast well and all that. But uh, it was it's it's a hard I couldn't I will never watch it again. I don't need to watch it again. I can't suggest it for other people. It's just uh Did you watch two and three? No, no. no, no. <laughs> that that film that was doctor, that doctor was phenomenal. Oh yeah, we had him on the show when that movie came out. We had him on that that film. We had everybody in the whole cast it's on. Tough, it's a tough film, you know, and it, you gotta be into that stuff. And even like with the serial killer stuff, like Arctic, the one that I'm in. Um, when I when I when I first did the role, you know, I, I looked at it from an acting standpoint, a, a great script and, you know, and, and getting to this experience to work on it and play a serial killer. Uh, there, I went to New York for a period of time, was living out there, and I came across a situation um, where I found some, some evidence and, or information and opened, uh, I had to go to the police and there was a woman being, a human trafficking, uh, this woman that was uh, being, uh, she was in a cage and she, and I found these pictures like in a trash can or they had a, t a trash can had tipped over it was horrifying and the feeling that i got i felt my organs turn gray so I, I was like oh my god this can't be real and as I, people printed this out i saw these pictures i took it to the police and they end up they end up starting to canvas the neighborhood and they opened up a, a thing after that experience was so real i realized i was like you know what this is you know kind of like in the serial killers world I was like, I don't know that I want to to feed myself with this kind of energy. I don't mind playing bad characters and stuff, but um, you know, I don't it's know. Too, if, you know, almost too bad. It yeah, just, but that that was a story handed to you. I mean, you that know? whole incident is a story. Yeah. It, was, it was handed to you, and I would have run with it, and I would have made a film out of it because it's a very interesting way that you found the pictures. That's a catch. We call that a hook in the business. That will hook the people. And I think it would make a great film if it was done well. 
Sure. Basically, like seven. Think of seven. That's yeah, what. Great what, film. What, great, great film. Yeah, I love. I, I love. Consider that a horror film. See, I wouldn't. I don't know if I considered Pan's Labyrinth, but we had Doug Jones on, uh, and I think he was one of the guys in that. We've had a whole. I'm pretty friend. I'm friends with like all people who are the big cre- who are the creatures in all the big films. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a great, and we loved him because he also, was in Hocus Pocus. Here's a fun Wig, question. Okay, go. Right, just make this, right, one minute. We're very good friends with Joe Castro. Joe Castro, he by the way, Joe. you know Joe, who does all the horror monsters? Joe Castro is fabulous. He's probably one of the best horror monster makers today. Go yeah. on. Okay, go. What were you going to ask? Uh, scariest... Uh, uh, childhood horror films for me were like Children of the Corn. Great Chucky, movie. Chucky. Chucky. Uh, what else was there? Oh, The Exorcist. I mean, that that's just scary. It holds the test of time. So those are those are three movies. What, that what about Hitchcock Psycho, the original Tony Perkins? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was done very well. I think I like some other Hitchcock stuff. How about how about the sixty five thousand dollar Night of the Living Dead in black and white original? Um, I remember seeing that. I can't remember how I. It was the first time we ever saw zombies on television on screen, and I remember watching it on TV in my bedroom in the dark, and I was rigid, and I never get frightened. But that movie really scared the hell out of me. Now, of course, we're immune to zombies, and you look back at that movie, it's nothing. But if if you have never seen anything like it, it was the most horrifying film I've ever seen. You know what? Shadow of the Vampire. Remember that one? Good movie. Good movie. That was was pretty incredible. I want to play a vampire before I croak. My favorite... uh... I like campy films, or whatever. Lost Boys is one of my favorite like films of all time. I, I've yeah, seen Lost it Boys. eighty eighty thousand. I love times. Hill House. Hang on, and I was friends with everybody in it. And then uh, there is one film, and now I can't think of the name of it. To me, it's like the most. Um, uh, this is the. It's, it was like the the most difficult horror film I've ever seen, and now I can't think of it. But it's like this one where the Catholic Church. You know, torture some lady up until the most that they can take it, where they literally remove all the skin while you're alive. And it was like the creepiest movie. I can't it's remember disgusting. the name of it, but I couldn't see it. I, I couldn't even like watch it. I could never watch it again. It was like freaked me out for like weeks. OK, what about Hill House, the black and white? Not the second version, the first version. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, watch. Go, go get Hill House. It'll scare the hell out of you. They didn't show you anything. And that's what was so terrifying. They just show you doorknobs moving and sounds and people being frightened. They didn't need a monster. Your imagination was the monster. What do you think about that sort of writing? Alien. Like, Alien was really good. Yeah, I loved Alien. Lance Henriksen's one of my favorite actors, too. Uh, I think he's, like, awesome. Oh, they're in the chat room. Interview with the vampire, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till, from Dust Till Dawn was a good movie. That was, what's it, Clooney's movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. That has everybody in it. So hold on, because we got to, like, kind of, like, wrap up, you guys. So first of all, everybody, this is Jerry G. Angelo. You can follow him on social media. His Twitter is at Jerry G. Angelo. Follow me back. I followed you yesterday. Uh, his Instagram is also Jerry G. Angelo. He's Jerry G. Angelo on Facebook. He's got all kinds of cool things that he's done and been in. Um, you want to definitely check out Arctic. It's it's not spelt like you think. It's A-R-T-I-K. So you want to check out Arctic and American Warfighter that's on Netflix right now. Uh, a lot of the people on it have, uh, know or have been on the show. 
Um, follow him for all his different things that he's got going on. And um, he's going to be like one of the next biggest people in Hollywood. So you definitely want to like say you saw him here first because he's blowing up all over the place. And he's already worked with such great names and, and wonderful people. Um, we want to thank Angela Joseph for uh, having introducing you to come on the show today. Why, Angie Baby knows him? Yes. Oh, all right. You know Angie Baby. I call it Angie Baby. Nobody else is allowed to. <laughs> you know, in Brooklyn, we, we nickname everybody. So she's my Angie Baby. She's one of my uh, more serious pals that I really care for. She's not a Hollywood bullshit friend. You know how we say we love this and we love that one. We don't even know them. But um, I have one more question buddy. for you real quick. Is Cross 3, is that out something that we can see? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, where do we see? Is it like on a on a, any streaming sites? Do you know? I'm, I'm sure it is. You know, I honestly haven't seen it. I have a pretty funny character in that one. Um, it's got a great cast. I mean, it's really yeah, like a phenomenal a cast. That one. Uh, gosh, you know. All right, I'm gonna look it up. Everybody, look up Cross Three and see if you can figure out because we want to like see it. And in the meantime, um, we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. We're gonna be in touch because when we have an event, we want to come and we want to come to your events. And if I don't see you before we shoot, see you, I think in June we're shooting Motel, right? Oh, I don't even know. I think June. May or June. May or June. See you on the set. Yeah, it'll we'll be nice. Talking to I'll you. make sure to come say hi. All right, Jerry, oh, thank you we'll so have, we'll much. We'll have lunch in, in, our, in our trailers. <laughs> in your trailer. <laughs> in my trailer. We'll have, I always have a trailer. Don't laugh. You're I have, not going to have I a had trailer. My own, I had my own trailer on. A clown fear. I know, but it had Ron Russell on the door. I wanted to pick, take a picture. But I, I took wouldn't. a picture of it. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do that because I really don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, everybody, this is Jerry Giangelo. Follow me, the superstar. Thank you so much. We got to go. Bye bye. Take See care, ya. babe. Good seeing you. Bye bye. Thanks nice, again, Angela. Nice to know you. What a nice guy. Absolutely. We have um, nice people in this world. Not everybody stinks. That's absolutely. And Ryan Palmer, liked, everybody liked it in the chat room. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. He's a like cool guy. And he really is. I mean, he's worked for some really big people. Um, and he's only on his way up because he's like a young guy. I mean, he doesn't look and, old and at all. And I think Clown uh, Motel, what's the rest of it? Clown Motel 2, Till Death Do Us Part. Till Death Do Us Part. I think they need a little bit of money so they could, you know. It's uh, on Kickstarter, you guys. Clown yeah. Motel 2. So and, go there. Uh, send a couple of bucks. Everybody, there's 5 million people watching. Like I always say, everybody send 25 cents. If 5 million people send 25 cents, that's a lot of money. And they could make the film. Okay? And I'm in it. So if you want to see me working as a straight guy, <laughs> a sergeant, so we also want to we also want to welcome B. Claudia just joined us. Hey, how are you? Hey, B, what's honey? up, B? How are you? And we got to do a little like announcement. So everybody, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell weekly. Here's our biggest platforms that you can hear us. Um, W4CY Radio. You can hear us on, uh, which is every week. You guys, right now it's uh, three to five p.m. Eastern Time, 12 to 2 uh, Pacific Time. We're on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, in St. Louis, I mean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. We want everybody to listen to us on iHeart. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. And on television, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, and YouTube. Um, please subscribe to our video channel. We need to get some subscriptions for it. It would be great. And... Um, and I think that's it for all that, right, at the moment. Did you We're in a lot pie? of th- No, I'm finished with my pie. We're in a lot of things, you know, all over. Who knows where we go? We go all over the place. 
Somebody told me that we're famous. I said, what? Are you kidding? How could we be famous? And Jimmy said, stupid. Yeah, we are famous. And I said, really? <laughs> that's where I live, another world. I know. What is fame? You know, recognizable, that's all it is. It's not fame. They recognize me. Big deal. That's nice. Come say hello if you recognize me. They said it'd be shorter to mention the stations that we're not on. I only mentioned those two. We're on a hundred and like forty other ones besides those, but there's too many of them to like. That's what I said. We're on. Like we're on everything that 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 is. So we're actually more than five million people. We're on five million people that we know of, but we're probably on. I don't know half of the United States. Who knows? You know, to be on iHeart ten weeks straight. That's quite a, a feat, and that's quite a compliment to both of us. And our, our SoundCloud has over 400 million plays on it. So Yeah, so we really are big shit somehow. Sometimes. Yes, we are. Sometimes. So in the meantime, you guys, we're going to call our next guest. Um, and, to, and before we call him, we're going to play a song while Rebel Medler is getting him on the line. The name of the song is Make It With You. It's by Bobby Eakes. She's a friend of ours who's moving to Georgia. We've had her on the show twice, I think. She's a huge soap opera star. And uh, so I'm gonna miss her. And she, yeah, she's moving to where's she moving Savannah. to? Savannah, Savannah, yeah, Georgia. Her family's there, and she's from there, and she just missed going home. But she loves Palm Springs, and promised she'll be back many times to see us. So here it is, everybody. This is "Make It With You" by Bobby Eeks. When we come back, we'll have our next guest. We can make it 
Hey, everybody, that was Make It With You by Bobby Eakes. Now we lost your face because of the sunlight. We can't see your face. Can you take your hat off or turn oh, it backwards? Or push your hat uh, up a little bit so we can see your face. No, turn it backwards. <laughs> oh, I, I, I got I to give you the hoodness. The hoodness. Hold on. Okay, we, hey everybody, so we're working live. We're working on getting uh, Wicked Witch on here so we can see him really good. And oh. uh, right now, he, he's finding a place that he can he can <laughs> hang out. In the meantime, you guys, this is Wicked Witch. You can follow him on Instagram at I am Wicked Witch. Uh, we got like millions of people listening. Uh, see if you can get, what is that thing, the sun? I don't know. Let's see. You there know. we go. Okay, well, there we go. That's good. That's good. We're losing you know, the sun and we can see you. You, you know, you're not Swedish. You're not white <laughs> milk skin. White milk That's skin. good, though. We can see you there. No, white milk skin. What's up? What's up? I'm like you. I'm very dark skinned. So when they photograph me, I always have to have a lot of light. Now, what am I going to tell you? So hold on. Let's uh, say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. What's up? What's up? All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. The Incredible Wicked Witch, what's up? Welcome yeah, to the show. Wicked Witch, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. What's Hi, up, baby. Ron? What's going on with you? Anything exciting that you're going to tell us in this show? What's up, man? Just chilling. It's, it's a lot going on right now, man. You know, I'm happy. We're just real happy and ready to just take on any challenge. You know, That's I'm ready. That's what there I want to hear. Hold on, we got to check. Hang on. Wash your hands every time you can, and be careful. Don't hug people or kiss people. We want you to be with us forever. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we got a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up, Wicked Witch? We got all these like different things. So listen up. So you know that I didn't know that you were at the Grammy soiree. Were you at the Grammy soiree? That like at the at the uh, what's that hotel? hotel that we would go to Roosevelt. at the Roosevelt Hotel. Were you at the Grammy Soiree? I, I don't know why we didn't see you because I was running the red carpet. Or I just yeah, didn't know. Yeah, I was out there. Yeah, I was I, out there. I was and I was, on the, I was on the other end of the red carpet. <laughs> did, did I yeah, I was, get, I was out there, man. I was having a good time. You know, did, I slay, my dog, did I slay Gentile. you? Did, did I, I would have slated him. You didn't slate people. I did. Oh, that was the other thing <laughs> I slated. No, no, he was there too. That's where I. That's where I remember. So we met. So I, you guys, we. I slated you. Even though we were at the uh, Grammy, the Grammy uh, soiree together, I don't really remember him. But walking into the Su Wong Academy Gala, Wicked Witch was fucking on fabulous form, running the red carpet like getting interviewed by everybody. You guys, he's a recording rock and pop artist. He's a model. He's an actor. He's got a charity. And Ronald liked this. He was born in Brooklyn. Well, that's why I like him. Where, where, I was born in Red Hook. Where were you born? Oh, that's what's up. I'm from Coney Island, man. Coney Island. That's good. I lived in Coney Island here for my life. Now, listen to me. You single? Oh, snap. You said you what? Are you single? Oh, yeah. All the ladies. I got a, I got a girl for you. Where's she at? Cece Pennington. You know who she now is? She... Finally. Da, da, the one that made that song, Finally. Gorgeous. 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 I think I'm going to fix you up with Cece. (laughs) Cece may be coming to L.A. Yeah, she's not now. Oh, she's not? Oh, fuck. But she She, will be coming. When she comes, I'm serious because you're cute. I think she'd like you. I think she's looking for a guy. (laughs) Cece is gorgeous. You know, but a body. Go look. You know who Cece is, right? I'm going to check her out. I heard her. I definitely heard her. Oh, wait till you see her. Check her out, my friend. I know about her. Flip out. 
She's really cute. So you guys listen up. So Wicked Witch has got all kinds of cool shit going on. And uh, we're going to actually debut his new single that's coming out called Molly. It's going to freak you yeah. guys out. It's, uh, it's, it's a very uh, interesting song, but it's fun as shit. And we're going to debut it in a little bit. But before we do that, we're going to learn a little bit more about him. So, so tell everybody some of the cool shit that you've done lately. Because I know you got like Marilyn Manson, all the like cool celebrities and people who help produce your song and stuff. Tell us a little bit about some of the cool ass people so everybody can be jealous. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Well, I'm going to start it off here. All right. Last year, you know, I was hanging out with Ozzy. You know, we out there just tripping, hanging out, having a good time. Ozzy Osbourne, do- everybody. Ozzy, the man Ozzy, man, he straight baptized oh, yeah, me on we stage. We have a friend Ozzy, Ozzy, so we don't want to confuse people. Oh yeah, yeah, we're talking about the Ozzy Osbourne rock star. You know, he baptized me on stage. That was like crazy. And ever since after that, well, before then, you know, linked up with Jeff Beck, great person. Who else? Paul Rogers and Wilson. Shout out Billy Morrison, Billy Idol. You know, Dave Navarro from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who else? It's a lot of people, you know, Jason Cruz from Strung Out, you know, chopped it up with me. You know, we, we, we have good conversations and stuff like that, you know, on the back end. And right now I'm working on my paintings and, you know, you guys could check that out. I got the Wicked Witch Foundation where I'm helping unsigned artists, actors, models, you know, so where you could be able to walk the red carpet, you know, hang out with me at the same time. And, um, you know, I'm just meeting a lot of great people out there, you know, just having fun, man. Marilyn Manson, a lot of people. Body count. I could keep going, you know. I, you got to keep going because it's a lot. I, first of all, I know a lot of those people. I'm from Fort Lauderdale. Marilyn Manson and I used to hang out like cool. like when we were before he was Marilyn Manson. Uh, we used to like hang out when and, he was Marilyn Monroe. No, not when he was. <laughs> and, uh, and I actually went to the uh, MTV Awards with Dave Navarro and walked the red carpet with Dave Navarro. So, mm. so a lot of those people I actually like know, and it's a lot of fun. And, and so, I, and guess what? I knew Johnny Mathis. I still know. I bet Johnny. he doesn't know Johnny. Do you know Johnny Mathis? <laughs> it sounds familiar, but one person, Ron, that I do want to ask you about yeah. that I did leave out, a guy named Tommy Rowe. He, oh, he is sure. so cool. He have a song called Dizzy and Shella. He was like another great person that, you know, chopped it up with me about music. He's like pushing 80 now and he's working on sure, his scene. I know, sure, I know him. Ron's pushing yeah. 82. I'm pushing 82 in, in May. May. In May. Uh, oh, for real? Uh, yeah. I thought she was 25, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. where, do, where do I send the check? Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, uh, I was from the day of when... How can I put this without getting in trouble? Because everybody, you know, we got a racist today with everything you say. Uh, when black music started, okay, Motown, nothing like Motown, baby. I don't give a shit what you guys do today. You'll never surpass Motown. I remember when I was a teenager and we had the performers from Mary Wells and the rest, uh, Barry. He's and not the- going to know who they are. He's young. How old are you? You're like 20 something years old, right? Right. Yeah. You talking about well, Barry Manilow or? No, no. B- Barry, Barry Gordy, Barry Gordy. Oh, Barry Gordy. Motown. <laughs> I suggest that you learn the roots of your music and oh, yeah. learn Motown. You will find the best music singers, lyrics of the day. Best music ever is Motown. And mm. you guys are standing on the shoulders of those performers. So there you he's go. He's actually standing on the. Uh, uh, no, if it wasn't for Motown, no, he's, he's black standing, people wouldn't be where they are. I know, today. but he doesn't sing Motown. He doesn't do that. He sings no, I know. Ingata Davida type shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, no, but listen, you're not hearing what I'm saying. 
Somebody had to start it. You know, it was a time where black people came on the radio. You had to turn it off because if a white person next you heard them, they'd smash your radio. This oh, wow. is how, Oh, this is how fucking sick it was back then, my friend. I used to go to Rainy Park where I lived with my portable on my shoulders, all right? And I would hear, like, somebody from a Motown song that I loved, and people on the, sitting on the stoops would say, get those mm-hmm, off your radio. That's wow. what it was like that. People just did not want black people to be in the white world. It was wow. like, you know, slaves, clean my house. That's about what you're good for. You're stupid people. Get out of my life. So now Motown came along and Barry Gordy said, fuck all of you. We're going to put black music out mm-hmm. and the kids are going to love it. And we loved it. And by the millions, the kids grew up and changed it for black people. You heard of Motown, right? Of oh, course. Okay. If you didn't hear about Motown, I, I'm going to... Turn him off right now. <laughs> throw him off my set. No, Motown is the is the mother of who you are today. So hang on, go. Let's talk a little bit about that. So I know you're young. So he's young, you guys. He, he's just getting going. He moved from Brooklyn to L.A. and things just mm-hmm. blew blew up for him because he's he's cool as shit. He really is one of the coolest Wait, guys. How'd you, you like the Russians in Coney Island? They took over. You, you said that. You said who took over? The Russians. They took Coney Island oh, over. Oh man, the the Jews, the Rush. They they hold down everything out there. <laughs> so Coney Island, the Italians, they all run it. No, not the Italians. They're not in Coney Island anymore. Oh, for oh, okay. You think? I don't know. They're they, they hidden. They they, they they everywhere. Like the mob. The mob. You're talking about <laughs> yeah, the mob. everywhere. The wise guys, the Coney Island wise guys. So hang on, let me finish because I'm like talking here. No, I want to talk about Brooklyn. I, I know we're not talking about Brooklyn right now. We can go back to Brooklyn. So okay, so like you moved here, all of a sudden things blow up. You're hanging out with the biggest rock stars in the planet. Um, first of all, who are some of the influence? Like okay, you're growing up in Brooklyn. Who are some of the influences that got you to where you are now and that you you listen to all the time? I would say like, I mean, Chris Cross, Shaheem the Rugged Child, Wu Tang. Who else? Digital Planet, like Q-Tip. I mean, I, I I could keep going. I listen to Shania Twain. I love Cher. Aerosmith. How, Cher. How, how, how did you get? How, into- how did Cher get in there? <laughs> <laughs> She's an old lady. She's old. I, I, like listen me. To, I listen to everybody. You know, Ram. I love oh. Ram. What'd you oh, think? That's of, R-E-M. What'd yeah, you think? R-E-M. What'd you think L- of Shaka, Shaka Khan? Yeah, my losing my religion. Yes. What, what do you love think of song. Shaka Khan? Shaka Khan, everybody. I love Shaka Khan. So wait a second, though, because how did you get into, like, I mean, there's a big difference from, like, listening to to Cher and, like, hanging out with Marilyn Manson and Osborne. (laughs) Well, he loves music. Yeah, that part's all music. music. That's me. I love old music. Mm -hmm. I can listen to a concert by Beethoven, and I can listen to, uh, uh, who's my, my, the guy that that does nice, uh, what's that singing they do today, rap? What's it called? Like what he does? Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. Who's the guy I like that does nice hip hop? A friend know. of ours. He comes on our show. I don't know. Twism? No, no. Twism is nuts. No, uh, the other guy. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, so. very famous rap artist is a friend of ours, and I love his work. Uh, I, why can't we think of his name? I don't know, but hold on. So let's go. So you got a new single. It's coming out April first. It's called Molly. Tell everybody first of all, who did you work with on this? Shout out my peoples, Corn man. Shout out Davey Oberlin. You know, he produced the track, and it, it was definitely off the chain, you know, speaking to him. And they, you know, them loving my music, and it was just like, man, we got to work with this cat. And Davey Oberlin is actually on the ad-lib, so when you listen to the song and you hear the guy like, ah, that's Davey. You know, he's a live keyboardist in Corn. 
And, and that is like the, the coolest shit ever, though, to like have a single coming out like and you're kind of like still kind of new in the industry and you got corn like producing your shit. Like, How long have you been right? out? How long are you out? Say it again. How long have you been out? What I've been that? doing music forever, pop. but as far as like rock and pop, it only been a year. That's what I'm saying. I've been bumping into, you know, all of these major rock stars and it only been a year. Only so you're going to you're going to be up there with them in two years. Watch. Oh, absolutely. Thank oh, yeah. I love you, Ron, for that. Love you oh, for that. Oh, no, it's true. Yeah, it's true. You'll say you'll say you'll say. So he's got this song, you guys. It's coming out April 1st. The name of the song is Molly. Um, he's most popular on uh, Instagram, so you can follow him on Instagram. I am Wicked Witch. Rebel, I hopefully you're paying attention. So here's what I want you to do, Wicked Witch. I want you to like uh, announce that this is like the debut of your new single, and then we're going to play it for everybody. So give it some kind of great intro, the Wicked Witch way, and uh, as soon as we play it, we'll come back and talk some more. Cool. You already know this your super mega star, Wicked Witch, holding it down. And this is my new single, Molly, produced by Davey Oberlin in the rock band Corn. Yeah! <laughs> 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 if that doesn't catch on, nothing ever will. <laughs> If you wanna have fun And when it wears off Pop another one Grinding my teeth While my eyes roll back And when it wears off I start to feel a little sad It's so addictive If I pop one again And Molly will be my friend To the end Pop a pill, pop a pill Pop a pill I pop the Molly in the club It's just how I feel Fuck you, fuck you Sometimes I pop too. I don't wanna eat and I can't go to sleep. Dancing for hours, sweat dripping to my feet. It makes me feel happy and my pain go away. I'm so wide awake, I've been up a few days. It's so addictive if I pop one again. Molly will be my friend to the end. Yay, everybody!
everybody. That was Molly by Wicked Witch. That is a funny, funny song. <laughs> um, you know, being from Brooklyn, fuck you, was like, hello. <laughs> well, it's like when you meet a friend on the street in Brooklyn, you say, hey, how the fuck are you? And then when you mm-hmm. leave, you say, hey, fuck you, see you again. That was like, you know, when I was growing up, uh, that fuck you was no big. That's why I curse a lot, because, you know, coming from Brooklyn, what's a curse? It's just a, a, a word. It means shit. So I have a question. First of all, I could totally hear the Davy part now that you told me it. Right. The scream thing that he does, and I loved it. So <clears throat> that's going to sell. Actually, they say that was hardcore. Wicked Witch in the chat room, so they like love it. So but, tell me, like, wait, why? Hang on, you- hang on. Years ago, we called that a novelty song, and novelty songs sell. <laughs> Believe me, they do. So I have a question though. So like, why? Like one of your first singles that you're releasing under Wicked Witch. Why did you like write a song about popping a Molly? Because it's like, I to be honest with you, like the reason why I went to like, oh man, I'm going to just be so for real with you, yo. I'm like real tight, just mad. I went from, I'm, I'm a real positive individual. You feel me? Don't get me wrong. I'm very positive. But a lot of people, you know, they stepped over the line. And that's how Wicked Witch came to be about too. Other than Ozzy, you know, spraying me down. And it's just, it, it was just ridiculous after that. You know, it was just all type of like, just like feelings and emotions and all type of stuff coming with that Ozzy thing. But I mean, you know, a lot of people, they, they pop pills out there, you know, and and if you hear the song, you understand. I said, and if and if you keep doing it, you know, Molly's going to be my friend to the end, which means you're going to die. die. That's yep. what's going to happen to you. Uh, you I know? got that. I, I so that. that's the message right there. So, you know, I mean. Listen to the song, and it is just really how you take it. People might take it one way. People going to take it another way. People no. think a lot of stuff about me. You know, they, they they think I'm the devil. I'm not the devil, you know. It's not, it's not my friend. It's not my friend. The devil no, ain't my I, friend. I took I'm Wicked Witch. I'm my own person. You know, I'm who I am. Take it till the end, to me, meant take it till the end of your life. Yeah. I, def- I definitely got it. And if I get it at my age, the young ones will get it better. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that's know. how the chat room says that's how they took it too and i think anybody who sees all the stuff that you post in social media and stuff knows that you're you know for the people and you're you're for people and everybody doing well well so, he's young he's today's generation today's people kids are different than the people in my day my day everybody was rigid you didn't bend for shit today kids they bend all over i mean i asked one kid i said are you gay he said no i just go to bed with everybody you know that's it what they do with gay people gay people years ago they hung us by our balls from a telephone pole today they don't hang us anymore how many young guys will say yeah i I ball a guy i ball a girl i don't care or guys that do drugs some say yeah i do some say i don't everybody's you know flexible well the people in the chat room love the single wicked witch so thank you thank you so much so that's really good and by the end of the run millions of people will hear it um and his song is flexible it's flexible so so okay so so here's another thing you can find out what i mean by wicked witch is a good guy and he wants to help people you got this foundation the wicked witch foundation tell us a little bit about it yes the wicked witch foundation you know i'm providing opportunities you know for the unsigned artists models actors i'm gonna be honest like um su wang shout out to her real good friend of mine her event was off the chain you know i gotta speak about that but her tickets was 295 a lot of people was like oh my gosh they, they couldn't afford it so you know with the wicked witch foundation what we do i raise money 
and let's say for an example i get like 1500 and you know so one the, the tickets was 295 i will get five tickets and get the unsigned artist whether you were model actor and you you could walk the red carpet network with everyone and get your shine because a lot of people out get there get your shine you know, i love that yeah, i love how you just shine on shine. And keep going because a lot of yeah. artists models actors they stop they stop doing music because they don't really have anyone there to to inspire them and to keep going wicked witches here i will keep inspiring you so you could go ham and do what you got to do help your family inspire others that's what it's all about at the end of the day and, and that's it. what that, the that's Wicked all, Witch Foundation is all about. It's all good stuff. All good stuff. So tell people a little bit about your artwork, too. You guys got to see, because you can see a lot of his shit if you follow him on Instagram. I am Wicked Witch on Instagram. He's got a great, very active Instagram account. Thank uh, you. Tell us a little bit about your artwork. And, and, and that's another thing with the artwork. You know, we as kids, I mean, you know, we're like five years old. We would sit there and paint. Just imagine if you keep going how great you could be and you know with that i'm you know inspiring others as far as that with the artwork you know to keep going and i'm raising money and all of the proceeds will go to the wicked wish foundation i can even paint you guys you know what i'm gonna paint both of y'all yeah paint time. us that'd be fun <laughs> but we like know, that my artwork, <laughs> my artwork is definitely inspired by my life story you know, so you have to look at my artwork and just understand where I'm coming from at the same time. You know, I can't really tell you what my painting paintings is, is about because, you know, I mean, everyone have their own opinion about any painting, you know. So look at my painting and just leave a comment and tell me what you, you know, how, how you feel about it. Absolutely. So, well, do you paint, uh, uh, What's the word? Abstract, or do you paint? No, he paints like people and you stuff. Paint yeah, I do everything. No, abstract. Like port, you paint port portraits. portraits. Yes, portraits. I do everything. I do everything. All of the above. That's a true artist. <laughs> well, Actually, people, people, uh, well, people me, love everything wait, that you're saying hear. in the chat now, room. Tell me a little bit about your family back in Coney Island. You got a mom and a dad and brothers and sisters? Yeah, my mom, you know, she worked hard. I have two brothers, two sisters, and I lost my pops, you know. And, I, and, and the thing about my dad, you know, he definitely inspired me, you know, to, to do my music. I, I lost them before stuff started getting real strong. And he definitely, you know, he definitely inspired me. So don't even drink. I ain't even gonna front. Wicked witch. Oh my gosh. I used to go ham out there getting drunk. And and I lost my pops because he lost his kidneys and everything. So I even stopped drinking, you know, as far as that. And um, you know, I'm I can't tell everyone what to do out there. I could just give you suggestions, but you know, just take care of yourself, you know, stay health healthy. And don't drink. If you want to drink, just do it in moderation, you know. Just don't be all drunk out there looking all crazy and, you know, just be focused and stay healthy. It's so funny to me because you're – That's good. That's good stuff. It's yeah. very good, very good advice that you're yeah, giving people. And most, you are so wild looking that I think people probably think that you're yeah. like the biggest drug addict in the world. And it's so cool I that – don't. And I think it's no. very cool for people to look at you and say, look, I can be who I am, have a good time. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying no. myself and I'm not all fucking crazy. No, 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 no. Person. I, I, I saw his soul when he spoke a little while ago. I was seeing his soul. This guy speaks from the soul. He don't speak from the head. He speaks from what's within. within. And I like that. Now, exactly. I lived in the Red Hook Projects in 1940 when I was born. 
And I lived in the Red Hook projects for some time. And uh, it was a tough neighborhood. I mean, you had to really know how to fight. How's Coney Island? Is it like that still? Oh, man, the same way. You know, I'm from the hood, man. I'm from 36th Street. You know, I went to PS188 Elementary School. It's the hood. You know, just Brooklyn, New York, everywhere, man. You know, it's just gangster. It's hood. Everywhere you go, somebody gonna test you. It's crazy, man. I I I feel like it would never go away, really, to be honest with you. You know, as long as we have ignorant people out there, you know, I I just feel like we got to be mindful of what we do to people. You know, people got feelings out there. We got to help each other. That's what it's about. Why why you want to be mean to somebody or try to punk somebody or try to take their money? Go get your own money, man. Right. You ain't got to do that. Get your (laughs) own bread. How you feel about taking somebody money and then and you like, yeah, I just robbed this person. And come on, man, it's right. gonna come back to you. Karma is for real. Yes, yeah, go absolutely. out there, get your absolutely. Own money. Karma truth, is for real. Uh, people think I'm very tough because of my Brooklyn accent and because of the way I speak, but I'm not at all tough. I mean, I'm tough if you. If I can fight. I'm a good fighter, <laughs> but I'm not a hard-hearted. I'm a good heart. I'm a good heart. I'm like you. I believe in uh, all all good stuff. I don't like bad stuff uh, at all. But sometimes, you know, the book, they read your book by the cover. Yeah. And, and they shouldn't. Because that's like you. People judge you by your cover. Yeah. Uh, and you're not at all like that at all. And I like that. I think you're nice. I can't wait to see you at the next event. Yeah, we're going to get you. Well, next time we have an event, we're going to make sure you get on the yeah. invite list to go with us. Because it'll be a, I'm there. It'll I'm be there. A lot of fun. And we'll make it where you could bring four friends for free. So so who uh, so who, who are some of the people? Like, you got this career going now. You're starting to release music under Wicked Witch. You're working with some of the biggest people in music. Um, who are some of your, like, dream collaborations? Like, if you could collaborate with anybody, like, give me, like, two or three people that you'd be like, oh, my God, would I love to collaborate with these people? Oh, oh man. Shout out Alice Cooper, too, man. I'm mad I didn't even shout you out. Well, I'm shouting you out now, Alice. Okay. We had his Alice daughter Cooper, on. Man. We, we had his daughter on. Love. That's yeah, cool. I, I, I did some... Um, media work with Alice, you know, he, he's definitely one of the coolest guys, you know, we chopped it up. He was telling me like, he definitely looked forward to, you know, some of the projects that I'm working on and he, he looking out for me. So he's definitely one person. I would say another person is definitely Ozzy and another person that I love so much. And I would love to do a song with is Elton John. Ah. Elton John. That's I actually man. know him. I actually know I, I was his guest at a concert one time many years ago and, he, and, and got to hang out in his Elton. dressing room. Yeah, I got to hang out in his dressing room. He was really cool. And Jimmy dressed Elton John. Oh, wow. That's perfect. Well, yeah, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy used to I de- used to be a clothing designer. Clothing designer. And Elton oh, wore one of his jackets. Wow, that's what's up. I need to check some of that out for real. Yeah, yep. yeah I have. So I used to make all one of a kind clothes. I did the costume design for that movie Too Fast, Too Furious, mm. and uh, but I've dressed a whole bunch of people. I've dressed all, all kinds of like cool rocker people, and wow. uh, it's a lot of fun. Those are see, and you pick all those like rocker. Well, Ellen John's not really a rocker, but you pick those like heavy duty rocker guys, and then it really shows that you're just really Marilyn diverse Manson. and you just like music. Marilyn yeah, he's Manson cool. Too. Yeah, definitely Marilyn. You know, just like keeping it rock, I'll say Marilyn, Alice, and Ozzy Osbourne. Okay, and now as an actor, have you done anything yet as an actor? Have you been in any movies or TV shows or anything yet? Yeah, I, I did a lot of I, I did a lot of different TV shows. I did well. Let me see. I did a lot of the independent films. I, I'm starting to get like more into acting too. So that's something I definitely want to do more. 
Okay. I'm going to get more into it. And I have my own independent film, which is called Superstar. And I'm in the process of doing my movie. I wasn't going to speak on it, you know, now, but I'll definitely speak on it. But, you know, it's called Wicked Witch. You know, it's from, you know, just all the stuff that I went through. You know, I went through a lot. Went through so much. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Absolutely. So how was your tri- how was the trip like? So you decided to leave Brooklyn and you had to make your way to L.A. Like like that's part of your movie, right? Like what all the shit that happened to you on your way to L.A. I went through so much, man. Oh my gosh, what a story! I went through I went through a lot. All I gotta say is is like just keep God with you, and you know always keep God with me, and that's how I, I just got through everything just by keeping God with me. I went through a lot. I think that's like another interview. That's like a whole different interview. <laughs> yeah, because we only like, got like three more now minutes. Now tell me, do you miss Brooklyn? We'll be here for like 24 hours. <laughs> do, you miss, do you miss Brooklyn and the people you left behind? Say it again? Do you miss Brooklyn and the people you left behind? <laughs> I, I, I miss my family a lot. I miss a lot of close friends. I don't really miss the drama, you know? I don't miss that. Yeah, with technology nowadays, though, you can FaceTime your family and right. still see them. At least it gets to see them, so that works. Yeah, so- I, I, I speak to them all the time, so that's you a see, good thing. When, when I think, and I miss Brooklyn, I'm not missing Brooklyn of today. I'm missing Brooklyn of 30, 40 years ago. Mm. When Brooklyn was a nice little town of, of people, you know, families all on the same block. Everybody knew everybody. Uh, it was nice. Today, Brooklyn has changed. Red Hook, you can't afford it. Red Hook became like a really high-class place now. It used to be all poor Italians. Now it's uh, all yuppies, young people with money. Wow. Uh, Red Hook, that shithole, it really became... Don't don't Red Hook got a swimming pool? It got like a big swimming pool? Yes, yes, the Red Hook Projects right around the corner. I swam in there. As a little boy, I swam in there. That's where I learned to swim is in that pool. Mm Mm-hmm. I have surrounded by gangsters. I'm swimming around a whole bunch. I'm swimming around the hood, like yo, like right. And right, and right, right next to that pool was a park called Coffee Park. Mm -hmm. Play in Coffee Park. I'd go under the sprinklers and I played in the sandbox. Yeah, those are the days of Brooklyn that I remember when it was people were different then too. People were more family friendlier. You went to people's houses without an invitation for coffee and cake. Hey, I'm coming up. Put up the coffee. Now for they, real. They don't do that anymore. Now it's and, like, and it's like people coming to your house without an invitation now. They're they trying to take everything in your house now. It's like, whoa, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> everything changed. No, no. But back then it was different. Friends were very uh, close. Now everybody stands on ceremony, and I don't care for it. But that's today. You know, yeah. I got to look in my appointment book if I could talk to you or see you. Get the fuck out of here. You got to look in your appointment book. What are you, the president? You know, <laughs> who, do they think, who do they think they are? They got to look in their appointment book like they're so important. <laughs> you, all right. So we've make got a like phone call. We have like three minutes or two and a half minutes. So first of all, everybody, this is Wicked Witch. His Instagram is I am Wicked Witch. Wait a minute. What's your real name? Wicked Witch? My real name is Tristan. Oh, like our friend Tristan Rogers, a soap opera star. Oh, and, and it's funny because to be honest with you, I think that's how I got my name. My, my mom. Yeah, oh, I, I got my name. 
You know, we see we see Tristan all the time. Yeah, he lives here. He and comes to our house all the time. All the time. So the next time I see Tristan, I'm going to tell him that That's you were named name. after him. That's funny. It's Robert yeah. Scorpio from General Hospital. Right. Tr Tristan, because I never heard Tristan. I love it. Right. You're, you're, the, second, you're, the, you're the second Tristan I've met. Never met That's a Tristan super. before, Tristan Rogers. So your mom was a soap opera freak. Yes, all my children, General Hospital. Oh, oh well, that's why we know all the soapies. We know all of them. They're all and they're good friends. They all friends. come here to our house. They're all best wow. friends. They're not fake friends. They're all good friends. We okay. see them all. We hang out with them. We see them all the time. But uh, isn't that funny, Tristan? I love. I'll that. try and get them invited. Actually, next year to Sue Wong, we're going to try to invite him, him and Sean Canyon and all the soapies to come with us. Right. So. So we'll see you there, and that way we can hook up And you up can the meet Tristan. Thing. We'll have pictures with Tristan and Tristan. How do you like it? <laughs> That'd be tight. Your mom will be thrilled. Mother will flip out. You know Tristan Rogers? She'll get crazy. <laughs> and we'll introduce you to him. So, all right, everybody. This is Wicked Witch. Again, follow him on Instagram. I am Wicked Witch. Are you on, are you on Facebook? Yes. Well, I, I'm on Facebook, but like with that, I, I just keep it like more like family and, and people, okay, you know, so I went to school with more industry friends. But I'm, you know, I'm on Instagram and, you know, just keep following me. It's, it's going to be a whole bunch of new things. I'm pretty sure in the future, you know, different so, social media stuff out there. And, you know, <laughs> to follow him so, on Instagram, follow. you guys, the name of his song is Molly. It comes out on April 1st. And we want to thank you for coming on. We will talk yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in the chat room loves you. All right. See you, at, too, man. See, right. you at the, too. see you at the next event, baby. All right. Bye-bye, Wicked. Take care. Down. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. So, everybody, that nice was Wicked Witch. He's super cool. Hope nice, you guys enjoyed nice it. Guy. Definitely something different. B. Claudia joined us. Uh, so, everybody in the chat room, thanks for joining us. We uh, got a great show. We have Carolyn Hennessy coming on next week. Um, she's the big soap opera star. She was also in, uh, she's in Studio City with Sean Kanan. And um, she's also was in uh, True Blood, I think. She's been in all kinds of stuff. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. And for you soap fans, you that's soap her, Carolyn Hennessy. No, I'm going to do another one, baby. Okay. Uh, you made me forget my name. Judith Chapman is due to come on our show soon to push the broad, no, not Broadway, but the place she's going to be in that's fabulous called The Noose. That's the one we have next week. Yeah, I know. I worked with her. All right, everybody. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, chat room. Thanks, Lady Lake B, everybody who's been promoting the show. We totally appreciate it. Uh, Rebel, thank you, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Russell.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.